NFL and AOL proudly present the AOL Top Speed Super Bowl 38 Halftime Show. Starring Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, T. Diddy, Nelly, Jessica Simpson, and Justin Timberlake. Produced by MTV. It's 2004. We're at very live at the Super Bowl 38 halftime show. Okay, we got Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake performing at the same damn time. Are you with me? I'm here. Shout out to AOL for the high-speed connection. Janet Jackson, she's got a ton of dancers. She's got, like, a leather leather outfit going on. Like, what is that, latex, Marie? Let's talk about what she looks like. She's giving Edward Scissorhand realness. Yes. I believe the wardrobe designer for the Super Bowl was Tim Burton. And then we have our security guard, Justin Timberlake, comes through. Mm-hmm. He's got, mm-hmm. like, a regular black jacket and cargo pants. He looks like he works at Best Buy. Yes, that's what he's giving. Best Buy, that's what it's giving. And they're dancing. They look like they're having a good time. She's kind of teasing him. She's shaking her butt on him. He's loving it. The performance looks like if he was leaving a parent-teacher conference to go to a strip club and bumped into Janet Jackson at the bar. That's exactly what it is. And uh, Janet is really, really teasing and working hard. She's Her bang is sweated out. I mean, she's really working. Mm-hmm. Gotta have you naked by the end of this song. Well, well, okay. That that was that was that was the boob. Did you see it? Was that it? That was it. That was very it. Wait, what? Thank you for watching the AOL Top Speed Super Bowl 38 halftime show. Janet Jackson's right boob was on the screen for less than a second, but this was enough to create such a huge backlash. Timberlake called it a wardrobe malfunction. I mean, I was completely shocked and and appalled. Did she plan to expose herself? The answer is on the way. The rehearsal, the aftermath, let our exclusive footage help you decide whether it was an accident or planned. Janet, that was disgusting. You are fired. When all of this went down, Janet got blamed and blacklisted Meanwhile, Justin just became more famous. Justin Timberlake proved that he really was bringing sexy back when he was crowned the king of sex by Rolling Stone magazine in 2007. So we're going to get into what really happened that night and how a little itty-bitty wardrobe malfunction haunted Janet's career for a decade. This is Peak 2000, the show that throws it all the way back to our favorite pop culture moments of the aughts. Today... Nipplegate. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. 
Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Darling, I am your host, Sydney Washington, and here is the bustier to my lace bra, the Justin to my Janet, Marie Faustin. Uh, hi. Can I be the Michael to your Janet? Because I feel like I like that more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, are, my, you are my brother. You're my brother, sis. <laughs> okay, LaToya, the LaToya to your Janet is me. Marie, you know everything that we're going to be talking about today. It's Justin and Janet at the Super Bowl. Right now, we have a New York comedy staple, Mateo Lane, as our guest. He has an amazing podcast called Inside the Closet. You can catch him on Netflix and Comedy Central. And more importantly, he is our friend. Mateo, welcome to Peak 2000s. Buongiorno. Hey, come state, ragazze? Hey. Okay, I, Mario and Luigi are here. Uh, yeah, we, we forgot to mention that you also are bilingual. Woohoo! I could have played Mario, not fucking Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're here to talk about Janet Jackson, the Justin Timberlake scandaloso, and... Fun fact, Janet was the one who actually invited Justin to perform with her. Did not know that. Wow. And that phone call went something like this. Yo, who is who is that, yo? Who who that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get my hair braided and then I'm gonna throw on my <laughs> my house clothes and come to the to the Super Bowl. <laughs> also, every single Janet Jackson song, she laughs in all of her songs. They, oh, thank you. <laughs> You're always doing that. <laughs> I'm always doing that. You're always doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we are big Janet Jackson fans. Oh, yeah. And, you know, hey, Justin Timberlake. But where was Janet Jackson's career going into the halftime show? She had had a bit of a comeback at that time. Mm -hmm. So this was like her late 90s post-pop princess scene with the Britneys and Christinas. And Janet came back with her All For You album. And then they did the MTV's like Janet, which was like a small, not a smaller version of her brother's like 30th anniversary special was like, let's celebrate all things Janet. And Christina came out in braids and saying it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's crazy because Janet, did she need Justin at the time to be at the halftime? Or, or could she have just performed without him? Because Janet is a legend and Justin felt very up and coming to me as a solo artist. Right. I think Justin sort of likened himself to a young Michael Jackson he saw his music had a lot of similar sounds to Michael Jackson. And I think when he came out for his solo album, there was a lot of comparisons musically to Michael Jackson. So he always aligned himself with the Jacksons. And he really was like during the Janet Jackson, you know, tribute, he was sitting next to her and he was flirting with her. And he, it was all ado about, ooh, is Justin and Janet, are they going to be a thing? Blah, blah, blah. So they did have a connection prior to this. You know, it wasn't like he just sort of showed up because they were both stars and these worlds collided. But it doesn't feel like a natural collab. No, I mean, NSYNC opened for Janet in the 90s. 
So that means she was backstage, you know, doing doing what Janet does backstage to warm up and <laughs> and sinks, you know, and sink and their and their nanny was backstage. Like, can't <laughs> wait to get up there and do it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Janet took us with her on the Velvet Rope tour and taught us what being professional is all about. Yeah, like how to be fine. But it's so bizarre because also there's a huge age gap, too. 15-year age gap. Yeah. Because Janet turned 50 recently when she, when she had the baby. Right, when she oopsie-whoopsie had a baby. Tee-hee-hee, I had a baby. No, not tee-hee-hee-whoops. Like, what? You're 50. That was a planned child. Mateo is just still upset. <laughs> still upset about the pregnancies. All right, so we have Janet, icon, doing her thing. But unfortunately, Nipplegate happens. They're performing, and then all of a sudden, at the end, he pulls off a piece of the bustier. And, I mean, the most important thing is just, like, how did this happen? Like, what's your theory, Mateo? Like, how did how did it come off? Like, if it wasn't planned, how did all of a sudden her nipple is showing? I mean, there's just no world in where it just mysteriously happened. They planned it. It's 100% planned. Yep. I mean, like, da-da-da, you're going to be naked by the end of this song. Rips the top off. Justin Timberlake is not that strong to be tearing Alexander McQueen grade leather. He does, he, does, he looks like he doesn't do arm day or leg day or chest day. It's like, come on. Like, there's no axe. There's no whoopsie here. It was planned. So that night, Justin told the host of Access Hollywood that Basically, it was all a fun publicity stunt. You guys are getting pretty hot and steamy up there. Hey, man, we love giving y'all something to talk about. <laughs> I mean, you know, we just <laughs> giving the people what they want. That was his first response. But then the week of the Grammys, he's like, ooh, I think he was seeing that there was a lot of backlash. He switched up his tune. He said, I know it's been a rough week for everybody, what occurred was unintentional. What? I completely regret it, and I apologize if you guys were offended. Sir? First of all, you know you're in trouble when you start blatant, when you say, I know everybody is feeling this. No, no. You are. You're feeling guilty. So don't start this with us. Start this with you. Right, but also, he's going to act like he didn't go to a single rehearsal. Like, the lyric is exactly the motion that he did, and he's mm-hmm. going to act like, they didn't plan this together. It's just crazy. It, it was like, we get it. You, you're getting bad press from it. But, like, just own up to it. Why Why are you backtracking? And then, after that, Justin Timberlake was quoted, shocked and appalled. I mean, I was completely shocked and, and appalled. And all, all I could say was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I, I immediately I, I looked at her. I, I They brought a towel up onto the stage. I immediately covered her up. I mean, I was completely embarrassed. Sir, the lies. Also, let me just point out, there is nothing more viewed in the world, in the world, than the Super Bowl. So to act like it wasn't just the 50,000 people in the stadium, but also the 50 million people watching the Super Bowl, as if we didn't see the same thing. Like, he's going to tell us we saw something we didn't see. What? Then, three years later, (laughs) this is in 2007, Justin tries to apologize. Oh, really? 
but kind of just blames it on society instead of just owning up to his mistake. I'm a part of a community that consider themselves artists. And if there was something that I could have done in her defense that was more that I could have realized, then I would have. <laughs> but the other half of me thought to myself, wow, like we still haven't found the weapons of mass destruction. And everybody cares about this. What? I mean. Deflecting, deflecting. I probably got 10% of mm -hmm. the blame. And that, I think that says something about society. You know, I think that America's harsher on women. And I think that America's, you know, unfairly harsh on ethnic people. Ethnic, ethnic people. people? What the hell is ethnic people? Ugh. <laughs> Alexa, what's ethnic people? <laughs> he didn't want to say black. When white people say ethnic people, they mean people who can go out in the sun and not burn. I think that's what that means. <laughs> because, you know, Justin Timberlake goes to the beach and burns like bacon. But I just, who was that statement for? You blame in society. You are a, a white man in America. Right. Now you're doing politics. You're talking about weapons of mass destruction. And then he's like... Yeah, we went from a boob to... Iraq. To a bomb. A boob to a bomb. Boob to a bomb. That's the <laughs> title of the episode. Boob to a bomb. Love it. And my book. <laughs> a memoir. <laughs> a memoir. A memoir. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Janet had to get on TV, national television, and apologize to everybody. My decision to uh, change the Super Bowl performance was actually made after the final rehearsal. I am really sorry if I offended anyone, that was truly not my intention. Why did Janet have to literally bow down and beg for forgiveness? Probably CBS came to her and said, we will not sue you or take you to court or fine you, etc. if you tell the world that we had no knowledge and we are not responsible for this. So for Janet to not be sued, had to go on TV and say, I have responsibility in this. So that way, there's no liability with them. And I'm sure her publicist thought, you better get out there and just apologize in general. 2021 eyes, come on. First of all, we see way crazier stuff than this, like a boob, fine. But also, she shouldn't have had to apologize for, for anything. Maybe her and Justin Timberlake should have gone together and said, look, together. we planned this, we thought it was gonna be a hit, it turns out it's not a hit, we take responsibility, we've learned better and better for the future. But he separated himself from her, allowed America to blame her for being a woman, and then she had to take that responsibility and get all of the blame. NTV said that Janet Jackson engineered it. Like, they, everybody was like, this was all yes. Janet's idea. Yes. This poor young man was just up Ugh. there doing his job in a Zara's for Men's coat jacket or whatever he had on. Express for Men. Express for Men. Express was <laughs> pumping at that time. And Janet, she is the demon. She's the problem. I want to say I just this morning watched the Monica Lewinsky interview with Barbara Walters. And for a two-hour interview, every question was put on Monica Lewinsky like she was this demon who snuck into the White House and ruined the country. And not once did she say, as a 21-year-old, did you feel that the president was taking advantage of you and manipulating you and, and doing this to you and that you're a victim of... The, you know, of a, of a pattern of people who've been sexually assaulted. And I would say the same goes for Janet and Justin. It's like everyone put this on Janet Jackson. 
like Janet Jackson is some sort of sinister, maniacal person who decided to put this plan together to destroy the minds and hearts of America. It's like, no, her and Justin planned this together because they thought it would be a cute thing that people would talk about and be over in a couple of weeks. And it didn't turn out that way. And he allowed her to take the blame. And then she was blacklisted. Janet's scheduled to present, Justin to perform. Now come reports that CBS may ban both from the Grammy broadcast. It gets better. We find out 14 years later that Justin Timberlake calls the head of CBS at the time and cried on the phone begging him to let him go to the Grammys. Justin took his cup of white tears. His diva cup. Yeah, his (laughs) diva cup and said, oh, please, like, I really need to go to the Grammys. All my friends are going to be there. I didn't do anything wrong. And then Janet Jackson was like, okay, I've done enough. I did the televised thing. I said, sorry, I'm not going to this executive to say sorry again. Right, why should she make an apology tour? It's like you make the right apology once and then you move on. Well, this executive, right, Les Moonves, it was a power play for him. Like, because she didn't get on her hands and knees and beg, she was blacklisted. Yeah, for like the next 10 years, her music videos and songs were banned from MTV, VH1, and all the radio Mm -hmm. stations under Viacom. Yeah. But fun fact about Les Moonves is he was Me Tooing people. Of course. Mm -hmm. He was fired for being a sexual harasser. And we love to see it because now he's going to be blacklisted for the rest of his life. People are not going to forget the name or what he did. So, you know, karma karma be coming back around when it need to come around, you know. Karma is a black woman. She takes her time. She she might be late, but she is going to get there. It's going to come. Well, that's Karma <laughs> is late, so she definitely is a black woman. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really did put a little doorstop in her career. It did. It did. She was supposed to present at the Grammys, and they took it away. They uninvited her, and, you know, they let Justin attend. And then, and then, get this. The hits just keep on coming with a young gentleman who has become quite the soul man. Here's two-time winner already tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Timberlake. He won a Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance and Best Pop Vocal Album. They were like, Janet's not going to apologize. She's not going to be there. And then we're going to uplift this beige king. And didn't he recently try to apologize for what happened to Janet? Yep. He like lumped it in with the Britney Spears apology after the Free Britney thing came out. And it was like, you still don't know how to apologize after... 16 years have passed. Right. It's too late to apologize. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> All of it, looking back at it, is so silly. You know, it like 2004, Janet's breast was tied to 9-11 as the most searched thing of the year. And I mean... People were really going crazy. People were going so crazy for the nip that YouTube became a thing because of the nip. Like, people wanted... Really? That's how YouTube got its fame? That's why the dude who started YouTube started YouTube, because he was like, we need a place where we can see Mm -hmm. the titty on repeat. And so... Oh, YouTube should cut Janet a check. Yeah. They should cut her a big check. Yeah. But when you put it that way, then everybody owes Janet a check because all the people who were discovered on YouTube, that means Justin Bieber. That means Chloe and Halle. That means all of those people owe Janet Jackson (laughs) 
a cut of the money that they're making. But yeah, the founder of YouTube credits that event and says that <laughs> because he wanted to watch the nip slip over and over and over again, he started coding that night. It's insane. It moves mountains, that black nip. Cut the check. Listen, the nipple had so much power that, like, people signed up for TiVo after the Super Bowl halftime so that they could see the debacle over and over and over again. So, in a way, Janet moved and shifted the way we view the world and work within the world and talk to each other. So she wasn't invited to the Grammys and didn't get to do a couple of performances. Boo-hoo. But she literally changed the world. For the better. The printing press, the invention of the gun, Janet Jackson's nip slip performance. Three things that have changed the world forever. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And yeah, MTV being like, we're banning you. Okay. Guess what? You can watch her shit on YouTube. Her own fucking channel. I love this energy because, Mateo, now we got to get you to the segment. We're figuring out, would this situation hold up today? So we're getting a yay for yes, we stand by this, or a yuck for leave it in 2004. So the way the media treated Janet Jackson. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank now you. That, that's almost malfunctioning, isn't it? <laughs> Dave, you're going to make me relive this. I've, I, I want to put all that behind me. No, well, not, well, not me. <laughs> yuck. Yuck. They totally blamed her the FCC, everybody and a mama, and it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be allowed today. It just wouldn't, Mm-mm. because not with, like, body positivity and, like, the pink hat community. <laughs> they're just, they're not letting that go down. The pink hat community. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Justin Timberlake. His whole existence. Yay or yuck? Yuck. Well, no, he's <laughs> talented and he's had good music and a good career, but... Yuck. I mean, he threw Britney Spears under the bus. Yuck. At the Golden Globes, he posted a photo of him and his wife, Jessica Biel, bless her. The caption was, my wife looks hot tonight. Hashtag time's up. Totally over his head. Just doesn't get it. Yeah, he's like an old white man. And he's also been criticized for appropriating black culture. Yeah. And his style and his music. Yes. You see, they call me late. Timber, 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 late. In 2020, he interrupts SZA and calls her sis. You had to take your jacket off. What are you doing, sis? Why I'm nude? You know, sometimes you gotta let them know I've been working out. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in. I've been in the gym. Uh, Remember the cornrows? Yuck! I can't stop the feeling. Terrible. And then, lastly, Super Bowl halftime shows in general. Yay or yuck? Honestly, yuck. The very few good ones have been like. Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, you know, that was, I remember watching it as a kid, and that was supposed to be like a big event. Beyonce. The best thing that ever happened at the Super Bowl ever in the entire history is Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. That's it. Truth, truth. That's the only time it was necessary. You're right. Okay, let's pause for a minute. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. This episode of Peak 2000s is not brought to you by TiVo. 
Have you ever wanted to record an episode of Seventh Heaven so badly that you taped over your parents' wedding video? And then the tape got all tangled in the VCR and you spent the rest of the week locked in your room crying alone? Sounds like you need TiVo, an exciting new invention that's like a VCR inside your TV. TiVo, because Netflix doesn't exist yet. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. We really want to end on a high note here. So, Mateo, you know Janet got thrown under the bus for a while, but was she able to recover? Where is she now? I feel like Janet after the death of her brother and sort of a few years, you know, not touring, uh, she tried to have a comeback album with that song. Feedback, feedback. Feel like my style. Yeah. But now her last tour really was a huge hit and it was sold out arenas everywhere and people love Janet and her fans stuck by her. And yeah, I think that the same thing with like Monica. It's like 2021 Eyes sort of gives you a fresh new look at the situation and what happened and the injustice. And it, it, it's so shocking to see how quickly everything has evolved because at that time we were all kids. So it was like we were just sort of listening to what our parents were talking about. And but do you think she can get those 10 years back that were taken away from her? Yeah, she's a Jackson. She needed a 10-year break. <laughs> <laughs> I think Janet Jackson could afford 10 years to sit around and hang out with her rich husband in the Middle East to have a kid and divorce him. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Janet has really come through this. I mean, she's a mother. She's writing music again. And I think she's... Truly just sort of basking in the glow of her fame and uh, feeling all the love again. Mm. Do you hear that? And that is a word. Uh, Mateo, you've been fantastic. All things Janet and more. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on my Instagram at Mateo Lane to tease and my podcast with Emma Willman called Inside the Closet. Love. Love, love, love. Now it's time for a swag report, where we break down the latest trends. Marie, I hear that you're at an after party for the Baby Fat Runway show. Can you describe the scene for me, girl? Oh, friend, a lot of people here, very little clothes. The shorts are short, and the shirts are scraps of fabric. Ooh, yes, 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 I love all of that. But Marie, I've heard the Baby Fat logo is is like a leopard or a cat or, like, what is it? It's really hard to see with all those cloudy-ass rhinestones. Have you ever seen a very 
regal looking cat. That's the logo. The logo is a rhinestoned, bedazzled cat with a tail that like loops around uh, all over the place. Oh, okay. I like a sexy cat. Okay. What else are you seeing, Marie? Well, the coats here are coats that people would wear when they want to experience frostbite. They're very cropped, very puffy, very short. Yeah. So baby fat is for babies. Is that, is that what you're saying? Like, No, baby fat is for adults with bills and responsibilities, but the sizing is kids. It's youth smalls. Yes, 100%. Hmm, <laughs> oh, okay. Wow, I'm really missing out over there. <laughs> Are you seeing any famous rappers? Uh, Cameron is here in a pink fur with a matching pink hat, and he has pink Tims on as well. He has the pink <laughs> embellished phone with the matching hoodie right now. Ah, okay. Now, I, I heard, you know, this is Kamora Lee Simmons' line. Is she there? What is she doing? You know Kamora Lee is here, wife of Russell Simmons. She's here with the kids and Miss J and Tyra Banks as her guests. I see somebody wearing white tights with a bubble vest. I mean, if you can grab me a piece of um, fabric that I can put over my areolas, I would truly adore that. Do you want pink or do you want hot purple? Hot purple. I got you, friend. Thank you so much for doing the Swag Report. You are brave, you are strong, you are stylish. Thank you so much, Sydney. Back to you in the studio. Peak 2000s is a Spotify original production in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sydney Washington, and you can follow me at JustSydSYDNYC. You can follow Marie Faustin at Miss Reezy, that's M-S-R-E-E-Z-Y. We are produced by the Vox Media Podcast Network and Spotify. For Vox Media, our producer is Gina Pollock. Our executive producers are Zach Mack and Nashat Kura. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our theme music is by Brandon McFarlane. And for Spotify, our producers are Baron Farmer and Candice Manriquez-Ren. Executive producer is Gina Delvac. Special thanks to Evan Tarantino, Teal Kratke, Amanda Long, Yasmin Afifi, and Leslie Guan. Next time on Peak 2000s. I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking.